0: Let's go, Rider Nation.
1: welcome to the piffles podcast your new aj Ulet stan podcast i mean your saskatchewan rough rider fan podcast but for the next oh little that's little while, what it was yeah okay I, knew, I didn't think something sounded right there yeah for the next little while it's it's going to be an aj oulette stan podcast because i am pumped up about the rider news that's come out over the last couple days in the ed hervey memorial negotiation window whatever you want to call it we're going to be talking all about that this week this is the pipples podcast your saskatchewan rough riders fan podcast thanks for joining us here on your pod favorite podcast platform watching on youtube and of course on sastel max on demand we appreciate that and lots of new listeners lots of comments going on lots of facebook interaction we're loving it thank you keep it up this is great it shows me that rider nation is pumped up just like we are. So keep going. You can give us a follow on Twitter, X at Piffles Pod. I'm, of course, at Real Alex D. I'm at Safamod. And as always, I do not need nor want your pity follows at Dragon Sports. Give us a follow on Facebook as well Facebook.com slash Piffles Podcast. Piffles Podcast brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out. And of course, they're right next door to. Mosaic Stadium, where you can go get your new AJ Ulet plush Thor hammer. I know Sheldon went and got one of those. I think it's Sherlyn like they knew they City. were going to do it. Ferlin ordered one. And I think Steve's probably going to get one too. I had somebody tell me today
2: that those hammers are proof that the riders were tampering because they came out earlier in the offseason. The no, they knew last we season. were going to sign. They came out at the end of the last season.
1: Yep. But it was proof that we were tampering. Was that your favorite Calgary Stampeders fan that said that to you?
2: Uh, No, no. He's never said anything remotely that entertaining.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully what we say is a little bit more entertaining than than what that Stamps fan says. Let's get things started here. Talking all uh, rumors and free agency. It's the opening kickoff. Of course, presented by Kathy Festian of Royal LePage, Regina Realty, the opening kickoff. Well, let's go back before we even talk about free agency. Some... uh, signings re-signings of pending free agents for the riders happened last week but of course it was right after our show came out a big one for the riders re-signing receiver sean bain jr for a two-year deal gets a nice hefty raise well deserved but it just kind of solidifies that receiving group so let me get you guys' takes sean bain jr back i assume like me you guys are enjoying that
0: it's a great young core at receiver like you got Emless, ksb Bain. Lennius hopefully can bounce back from his injury last year. Like, we've got a good young core. I think we still need another American receiver. Obviously, we're very Canadian heavy. Mm-hmm. But maybe we get one through free agency. Maybe we signed one. Like maybe we already did. Geronimo's out there. Who knows what he's gonna do? But I I know that everyone had the riders in on shown, but obviously he stayed in Winnipeg, but I still wouldn't mind another
2: name in that receiving core. that's for sure. You know what I I saw a lot of people talk about how 170 grand for him was an overpayment and I couldn't disagree with that more. You you look at the market right now for wide receivers, we had Lawler in the upper 200s, shown now at 230. It's a guy that absolutely balled out last year, led the team in led the league, sorry, in receptions, was was dominant most of the season. Hey, him. I have no problem with the value, and I think he's he's exactly the right kind of guy they need. They just need that speedster opposite him. And we've talked about, you know, coaxing out of Toronto, or perhaps it is somebody on the uh, on the roster already. But I'm liking the way our receiving core is looking.
1: So the way that it looks, you guys mentioned, MLS, KSB, probably the two starters for Canadians. Plus, you have Picton Lanius rotating there. Jareth Stern, Sean Bain Jr. And then there's one more open spot. Steve, you mentioned Demonte Coxie out of Toronto. I'm still hoping that we haven't heard anything about him at all in free agency here. I know Tim White's still available, but I can't imagine the Riders are going to want to pay for that. The Argos have lost everyone else today, so just, they may as well just say Coxie's leaving right now. Congrats on being 16-2 and, and and winning a Grey Cup the year before. Now everybody wants your players. That's just the way it is. So the receiving core. I'm liking the receiving core. Hopefully we can get one of these young guys, you know, like a Kendall Watson who's coming back for a second year, someone that can step up and really grab a hold of that last starting spot. So hopefully we see that we'll see what happens. And when free agency actually opens next week, but right now we're not hearing anything from the insiders about really any receivers anywhere. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Typically the offensive skills positions. And I hate that term. That's where you get a lot of your buzz, your receivers, your running backs, your quarterbacks. Then again, the quarterback market is fairly limited this year. Running backs, of course, it was everyone's big talk, but no one's talking about the receivers yet. Like it's like super quiet when it comes to receivers.
1: It's a little weird. Usually there's a couple. It was Dalton Schoen, and he's getting a good deal with with Winnipeg, which I think is actually kind of a bargain for Winnipeg for what you get at Dalton Schoen. But out of that, you're not hearing other than that, you're not hearing anything else. So
2: I think we're going to see exactly what we um, saw out of Winnipeg with Brady Oliveira, where he signed, and that was the domino that led everything else. I think we're going to start hearing a lot more tomorrow on on some of these free agents because they're they were waiting for him. He's the market setter, so we'll see where where things shine after that.
1: He wasn't a free agent, but given a brand new contract extending him for one more year, the Riders keeping Roland Milligan around adding on to this year so we have him through 2025 and i can't say enough about that guy he's a stud you saw how that defense just absolutely crumbled after he went down to injury last year so excellent job by oday adding a year on now instead of you know having everybody panic us included next year going into free agency
0: like milligan since he came on this roster has been a spark plug on that defense he played was a one game in the pandemic short season and then was an absolute stud. Like, and then he got injured last year. Like I am glad we're not going to be sweating this one out next year. I'm glad we had an extra year and I can't wait to what a full season, of healthy Milligan looks
2: like. He He's obviously the key to that defensive backfield. There's no real other words for it. He was a must, must sign for as long as possible. And if he's willing to stick around for another year, that's, that's good news for rider nation.
1: And also defensive back Canadian defensive back, Was a pending free agent Godfrey Onyeka signing a one year deal? Uh, Just good solid Canadian depth. You need those guys around and special teams contributor. Always good to have those kind of players around. He was great on special teams.
0: Depth depth aside, he was great on special teams coverage. So better of the two Onyekas. The yeah, he's not the lesser of the Onyekas.
1: Okay, well let's get to the all the rumors and reports that are coming out. We'll start with what we've kind of heard about almost confirmed not confirmed yet but from what we understand is probably the biggest impact player that the riders are going to get in free agency isn't one of those and Greg you hate the term skill players it's not going to be from one of the sexy positions it's going to be right tackle offensive lineman Jermarcus Hardrick we talked last year about the riders writing wrongs by bringing back Philip Blake well this is a way that they can right or wrong from like seven years ago. Jamarcus Hardrick was with the Riders at the end of the 2015 season, started eight games, got cut, moved to was a free agent, moved on to Winnipeg. And since then has two gray cups, has been most outstanding lineman nominee this year, this past year, two all-star appearances. Like this guy is, it's a little worrisome that he's might be at the end of his, of his playing career on the downhill but have you seen what the riders have trotted out at tackle the last couple of years this is a big signing i'm going to play devil's advocate there because we, we've already seen it from
0: bombers fans it's kind of ranged from glad he's getting the money to we should have moved on from him last year i i, I think i saw someone saying the reason the fact that he was their nominee was a joke and blah blah like okay bomber fans but, yeah, you're right. We've been having trouble out at the tackle position, so it is good to see someone that can be solid at the minimum compared to what we what we had to do last year. Uh, I had to bring up uh council today. I kind of had a whiplash by bringing that name up today, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah no i'm I'm glad to see Yoshi back. yeah, am I worried he's been on the my little concern that we have blake at thirty eight and hardrick What is he he's thirty too, two isn't he He's up there. 33.
2: 33.
0: 33? He's only 33. Yep. Blake's 38. And we're worried about Hardrick at 33. Yep. Like, yeah. Is he old for an
2: offensive lineman? Sure. But he's better than what we've been trotting out there. That That's a simple way to put it. We You look at the guys that have been basic pylons there for the past two seasons where I may have been a better option at offensive tackle. And I'm 180 pounds. Like, we just had nothing there. They've tried a dozen players. Nothing was working. Even if he is on the downward part of his career at this point, which I don't believe he is, he's still better than anything we have had in the last half a decade. I don't see the issue here. And to me, it's, it screams of a lot of sour grapes coming out of Winnipeg with all of the, the talk after the fact. There were so many congratulations on on his nomination out of Winnipeg when he was nominated, but now all of a sudden he's a bum. That's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's not how it works. We we can find the receipts if you really want us to. <laughs> you you um, got time to take those words back.
1: The deal makes him the highest paid offensive lineman, American offensive lineman. Apparently, to be overspend maybe, but at the same time, if you're going to overspend somewhere, do it where you have a massive hole and shore up that need and the riders have needs at both tackles. Now, he plays right tackle, so left tackle Still a bit of an issue right now. But where does this leave the O-line? The way that I look at it right now, just penciled in right now, I think we have four of the five spots in c- pretty much in stone. The left tackle is a big question mark. Open competition there in camp. Whoever wins, wins. Then you have Logan Furland, Peter Godber, Philip Blake on the interior, and Jamarcus Hardrick at tackle. Or do you want to flip the ratio a little bit, get four Canadian offensive linemen there, Play Philip Blake, maybe even Logan Ferland at left tackle. The other one at guard. Godber at center. One of the young guys, Logan Bandy or Zach Fry, at right guard, and Hardrick at right tackle. What do you guys think? Where does this leave the O line? I think they might try the four
0: Canadians on the offensive
1: line. I think they, I think
0: they have to, especially when you 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 sign Zerd this offseason. You got Bandy. You got Fry. Like we we've got, and I'm assuming they're probably going to take at least another one or two Canadians in the draft, like you think so you, you need to, and that's also not including a shell from the Thunder who is probably going to be make the practice roster again this year i I think you're going to see them probably try the four Canadians because at this point, it's only going to help your ratio, and with Blake and Ferdinand that are multi-dimensional, I think you can at least give it an attempt. And if you if you got to try an American out there, try an American out there, unless someone comes into camp and blows, blows everyone out of the water, I think you got to try the four Canadians.
2: Well, again, look at the past couple of seasons where they've tried to bring in tackle after tackle after tackle and nothing was working. I don't have faith in them being able to bring somebody in that wasn't that doesn't have CFL experience. I would love to see them try Logan Furland out there. He, he got a little bit of time out there. He does not look out of place. And if you can cement him as a long-term, left tackle in this league that is a huge ratio breaker for an already dominant player i'm i'm 100% on board with that that's that's should be the go to plan plus you can take a little bit off of philip blake that way he is getting up there in age get him inside get him a little bit more help maybe he gets a little bit more longevity out of his career
1: i am concerned about what they've brought in for left tackle in terms of americans and what they've done over the last couple of years cuz everybody that they've tried out is a guard by nature. Mm -hmm. We haven't had a true left tackle, even like make it to training camp. The last one that they had, well, last year we had one come into training camp and the guy quit on the team and then decided to come back and then ended up getting hurt after not playing for like four years. So I'm not surprised by that. What was that? Gerald Hawkins. He's still on the roster for this year. I was going to say he's on the roster. Like he's, he still might make it to camp. Maybe. I mean, that was, he was, he was, not penciled in. He was like Sharpie sharpied in as he was going to be the guy. And then he just didn't report was on the suspended list and then finally came back up and then got hurt immediately in his first game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, everybody else that they've had are true American right guards that they're throwing at left tackle. And I have no faith from what I've seen over the last couple of years that they can find a left tackle. So Maybe it is. Maybe you guys are right. You have to go with Furland or Blake as option number one and see what happens.
0: I've said it a few times. I think the only way that O'Day can recognize a offensive lineman is by looking in the mirror. He seems to have the hardest time trying to find offensive defensive lineman. And I you think a guy that played the position would know it better than anyone else. And maybe he's just blind to it. I have no idea.
1: Another huge splash for the riders I'm going to be replacing... Larry Dean in the middle of the defense. You Not sure about that? I've heard Moncrief. I've heard Moncrief. No. <laughs> you, you know what he means, Greg.
0: Oh yes. The star power yes, of Derek Moncrief. Power. Yes. Uh, as opposed no. to Larry Dean. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Re-
1: basically replacing Larry Dean in the middle of the defense. Middle linebacker is going to be Jameer Thurman who was with Hamilton last year at Calgary the years before. So familiar with Corey Mace from their Calgary days together. We shouldn't be surprised by that. Thurman had a great year last year and has proven he can be an absolute stud in this league. And I don't see a downgrade here at all going from Larry Dean, who's been excellent at the last couple of years for the Riders, but going to Jameer Thurman, a little bit younger. And this guy knows how to tackle. Like he's a tackler. And to me, that's the biggest thing.
0: I, I, I love Larry Dean. Like from when they brought him in, to his unfortunate, like, before-season injury, to coming back, to how well he's played the last two seasons, he could have been a rider for the rest of his career. However, if you're going to replace him with anyone, I'm glad it's Jameer Thurman. Because you're right, the guy guy is an absolute beast when it comes to tackling, especially on a team that went to the Nick Marshall School of Tackling last year for the last seven games. Like, I'm glad there's going to be a guy leading by
2: example because he, he you can't get by him. You you, you legit cannot get by him. But to me, it comes down to age and nothing else. They're basically similar players, both quality middle linebackers. Jameer Thurman substantially younger and hasn't had that Achilles injury that unfortunately took a year out of Larry Dean's career. I like it. And I think this is the first sign of many that we're going to see and some we've already seen about the the Corey Mace effect where he's bringing some of those guys that he's familiar with back into his own fold. And if he trusts him, I trust him. It's that simple. You name any player he signs on that defense. And I've said this before, I'm 100% on board because nothing Mace has done so far should tell us otherwise. So if he thinks Thurman is an upgrade over, over Larry Dean, I'm on board.
0: My only concern, and this is not even a mace problem. This is a an O day issue. You look at the Hardrick contract. You look at the Thurman contract. A guy we're about to talk about, the Jalen Edwards Cooper. We are putting a lot of high dollars down right now. That uh, and our favorite Calgary Stampeder's fan is already like, oh, they're breaking the salary cap. It doesn't count in the offseason Just move on. And it's not a. But cap. we're. I I understand. It's a suggestion, right. and le- legit. Spend until you until you can afford it is is my opinion on it, but the numbers for AJ Well that haven't come in yet, and I'm guessing he got a bit of a quite a bit of a raise this year. So like with these five players we're going to talk about, four players we're talking about right now, like that's close to a million dollars for four guys, and that's not including our quarterback.
2: Like it's but is. Is one hundred seventy thousand like, yeah, really that much of an overspend on a top tier middle linebacker? You look whoa. at you look back at last year's top linebacking salaries, and he's right there in there. No, the I only agree. difference is the passport, which you've got to pay. You know, you you do pay a bit of an expense for that Canadian passport that Thurman doesn't have. But if want position only, by position, he's not he's not overpaid at all. No, and I no Thurman's
0: contract is not the one I'm worried about. He's one of the highest paid defensive players in this linebackers supposedly it's the hard drive the hard drive contract is huge and jalen edwards cooper that dan ralph is reporting on is going to be one of the highest paid dbs and i guarantee you you could put him in a lineup and not even bc Ly- bc lions fans could identify him which is hey, if we if we got him and he's as good as everyone is saying he's going to be like that's that's a steal for us the fact that he was wasn't on anyone's board is is just, just wild.
1: So, linebacking group looking like this with CJ Rebus playing the Sam linebacker, the cover linebacker spot, Jameer Thurman in the middle, and who knows at the at the weak side spot in the Micah Tights position? Maybe it's if they keep with the ratio, go with Canadian there. It's Tights' backup from last year, AJ Allen and Matt Dean. I I still think they're gonna move Dalkey down. And then uh, go with Ford I, at safety, and I think so. probably back Ford up with Onyeka, Nelson, Lacombo, that kind of thing. Yep. I think so. I, I think I think Dal-
0: I think the way Dalkey plays, you put him closer to the line. In my, it, that's what I would do. I'm by by no means. I'm I a CFL coach. I I don't even coach flag football for obvious reasons because I I talk better than I coach, and I don't talk well. So that tells you how well I coach.
1: <laughs> you said it, not me. So,
0: yeah. So I, I I would love to see Dolkey closer to the line, but yeah, Allen, I don't or Dean, I guess. Yeah, I think they're going to keep the ratio the same. But the it just depends o- on who's o- there.
2: The only thing that concerns me when it comes to getting Dolke closer to the line, he did seem to have some issues staying on the field last year. He was he was one of the guys that was constantly nicked up during games. It it did seem like it was a very consistent thing, and getting him closer into the action might. Might not be the best thing for a guy who, who may not have the best.
1: I have two future. words for you. Dan Farthing.
2: D a n
0: f a r t h i n g.
2: Dan Farthing. Yeah. I mean, Lord knows I'm on board. Big <laughs> donkey energy. I want to see it. The guy loves to hit, get him a chance to hit as many people as possible. It's not a bad thing. I just want to make sure he stays healthy.
1: And again, that's where Dan Farthing comes into play. And I think we're going to see a lot less of those little nicked up injuries with with him as the health and health or strength and conditioning coach going into this year another signing defensive back it wasn't the one that we were hoping for with jamal peters he's going to edmonton from this or sorry hamilton from the sounds of it a guy that i wish i knew more about but i don't jalen edwards cooper dan ralph of the canadian press reported this he's going to be one of the highest paid dbs which makes you think okay well who is this guy Played for BC the last couple of years, only had one interception last year, not making a bi- lot of big, you know, flash plays. Of course, that interception was against us because of course it is.
0: Mm.
1: Didn't give up a touchdown last year, according to pro football focus. That right there, it's like a long snapper. If you don't hear his name, that's a good thing. He's not getting beat. And I'm liking it based off that.
2: I I love when they announced the signing and I, my first response was, I have no idea who this guy is like exact words. I've never, I, he was not on my board. He was not somebody I even considered as an option for, you know, a day one or day two free agent signing. But the more you look at it, he was sitting across or opposite a very flashy guy in Gary Peters. So he was already outshined in that BC backfield. But anybody you can get from a, a defensive team that was as good and as dominant as BC was for most of last year, they're doing something right out in Vancouver. I the more I looked at it, the more I looked at the the stats and the the football focus. No touchdowns. We could use a lot of that, especially if he's replacing Nick Marshall, who gave up a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> hey, I'll
0: take long no
2: touchdowns have- versus the the fewer interceptions.
0: Like, long as we don't hit Jalen Effing Edwards Cooper territory, we should be fine. Like, <laughs> I that, like Nick Marshall, we always said, you live by the sword, die by the sword. And the reason why you talked about him, he was either making an interception or he was getting burnt bad. So, hey, if we got a guy that plays steady defense that we don't have to talk about, even better.
1: So, with that signing, where does that leave the defensive backfield? Well, sounds like he'll take the, the cornerback spot. You have Roland Milligan, you have Amari Henderson at the other halfback spot, Jackson Ford, Jaden Dahlke, whatever they decide to do at safety there. And then leaves the, the wide side corner position, which to me, probably don't need to go out and spend a lot. But Deontay Williams looked pretty good last year. He did. They also had Trumaine Washington at the end of the season, who's under contract again for this year. So there's guys who have played the corner spot, have looked good doing it. I think we're kind of set in that defensive backfield now.
2: What a, what a change a couple of days makes to a to an overall roster. It's like we needed to wait for free agency before freaking out. What, what no, this is Ryder Nation, Steve. No. <laughs> Come on. Where have you been? What? I had somebody give me crap for getting too excited about the one of the next signings we we're, we're going to be talking about and frankly just I won't say anything about that my response because I can't say anything nice. If you can't get excited about some of these big-name signings in free agency, what the hell are we doing here?
0: The, the, there's two things. There's only one position I'm concerned about right now. We still need to shore up that defensive line. Hopefully that's coming up. And also, everyone also needs to temper expectations. These, Yes, a contract has been tendered, but technically speaking, every team can tender a contract. It just depends on what actually happens in those two, two days between actual signing. And or say the end of the the Ed Hervey window and the actual free agency day. So all this being excited might be all for naught. Just temper your expectations. Who was? I'm curious if any
1: other
2: players will will go the Adarius Pickett route and try and get the team to release them so they can just get it over with. That's it. That's so far. That's the only one that's done it. Which I thought that was weird. Why a team would give up negotiating rights on a player even if they don't think they're going to sign them? You know, keep a division rival in suspense until it's done seems like it would not
0: a division rival. Have you seen them? Uh, that's a valid point.
1: Maybe we'll see a DeAndre. I think it was DeAndre Jordan, NBA Dallas Mavericks situation in their <laughs> locked in his window, house, locked in his <laughs> house, couldn't get out until he signed a contract. Hopefully we see some wild like that because that'd be, that'd be just fun. Mark
0: Cuban driving around his
1: house on the cell phone <laughs> saying, Hey, I'm outside. Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: happening in the CFL.
1: Okay. Well, we have mentioned it in passing over the first 28 minutes of this show. Let's get to it. Why I'm here tonight, why I'm excited for the 2024 season. The guy who he needs a new Jersey number. He's not getting number 34 here. No, that one right back there that you can see. No one else is wearing that one guy who looks good in green and white. And we know this from his time at Ohio, they wear a green and white running back. AJ Ouellette who wasn't, I mean, I picked him as a need, Yes, the Riders needed a starting running back. But at the same time, typically, I don't want the teams to overspend on American running backs. Roy Shivers said it. They're a dime a dozen. We hear it all the time. But I love this guy. Everything about him. He's just he's he's my Bear woods. This, like I'm, I'm going to fanboy over this guy for a long time. He's a great player. He runs hard. We haven't had a guy running back run hard in a long time probably since Corey Sheets left. A guy Even who, Corey Sheets wasn't a hard runner. I'd say since west Cates. Yeah. But he's also a great blocker. And that's going to be a very underrated thing. And I don't I don't I don't know. Like are are the riders going to use a run game this year? We've seen over over the last couple of years it didn't matter who the running back was. There's no run game. We might use it for one game or for a quarter, and then it gets abandoned. They have to be consistent with that. Now, with the questions, you know, still on the O-line, how do you help the O-line? You let them run block. You let them be the aggressors. Mark Mueller, they used a lot of running backs last year in Calgary. A good rotation. Kadeem Carey, Peyton Logan, Mills as well, too. I can see that happening here. And it's not going to be just AJ, let alone. It's going to be Frankie Hickson. It's going to be thomas bertrand hood on but if you can get him the ball constantly 15 times a game up to 20 some games but just always have that threat of a run game that's going to be a big thing for trevor harris and this offense
2: so if you one get- thing i really like about this signing is you look at that thunder and lightning of aj roulette and frankie hickson we haven't really had that thunder and lightning style pairing in a long time. We've had good 1A, 1B, or one 1-2 running backs, but this is the, the first time I can remember in a while where we've had a guy that can actually spell the starter off with a completely different style. AJ Willette's going to run through you. Frankie Hickson's going to try and get around you. There's there's a just a completely different skill style, and that can do nothing but good things for the offense. And then you just add on the fact like you said he just seems like an overall good dude, fun dude. High Impact Wrestling is going to love this guy in town. I'm sure they've already reached out to him to, to get him on board. Uh, Greek Town le- Wrestling has lost their, their marquee player now in Toronto, but also, who in the betting records had me making the first wrestling reference on any episode ever? Because here
1: we are. I'm just trying to refrain from repeating last week and talking about his hammer.
2: <laughs> They're already oh, marketing he got- the heck out of AJ's hammer.
1: Free <laughs> They're on rally. sale right
2: now at the at the Ryder store, yeah. And that's that's tampering. We tampered. Yeah. The the nice thing for Mark Mueller is if you can get a
0: good running offense, and we see this all the time, you're going to stop that pass rush because if they got to think you're actually going to run the ball, that's going to help pr- preserve your older quarterback that's not exactly the most mobile. So that's going to help us out because that's what Winnipeg does. Let's be honest. So. Yeah, having A.J. Ouellette is going to be fun. And they, the riders need to market the hell out of him. Like This guy has a guy with personality. This is a guy that's going to be obviously recognized on the streets. There's no missing that Kentucky waterfall.
1: He's got such a great mullet. I,
0: this this guy is... Say what you want about him on the field. He's going to be a star in this market. And I hope the riders use him because I think it's going to be fun. Especially on when you are going into year three of after two very down years, especially after collapsing after Labor Day, again, you mm-hmm. need all of the positive you can. Cause I,
2: we've talked about it. The season tickets are probably gonna be down this year. So they need all the help they can get this year. Well, what do you talk about marketing? The writers, the voice of the writers, Rob Vanstone had a
0: stealing my stick. <laughs> first, the
2: <laughs> first, the wrestling references, wrestling references. Now that but the, he had an article about the the first day of the te- the Ed Hervey window and it was it was talking about a guy who was asking the team are there any marketing opportunities in Saskatchewan and the the idea or the rumor is that that person asking was a Ouellette. I think he's already looking into it the team's already on board you're going to see his face he's just he, like you said he's got a, a complete or an easily recognizable face and personality you're going to see it all over town, all over the province. They need to get them everywhere
1: because it can only do good things. AJ's Apple, well, you can't call them Apple Jacks, but some sort of Apple-based cereal. Get them in stores. We saw it the the winter classic f- for the Rider Foundation right in the front row. Someone brought their Getzlaff and Fantus Flakes, their two boxes of cereal, had them there. That's why you do it. That's why you put guys on cereal boxes. Please, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, do that. Do that with AJ Ouellette. This is a guy you can market the crap out of. And fans are gonna love him. Absolutely love him. So home opener, please. give everyone hammers. Like I Yeah. Like seriously. And how fun is it? They instead be... of the
2: the thunder sticks, thunder hammers. Yeah. There's an easy marketing option there. Somebody will pay to have plastic hammers made up. There's no way that ends horribly in Saskatchewan. <laughs> no, well, you get the like, yeah, like make them like Thundersticks, make them
0: inflatable. Yeah. 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 And my kids are um, still beating each other over the heads with them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, none of these moves official, but sounds like they're all going to happen. I mean, wild stuff can happen. I doubt it, but more than likely, I kind of want to see
0: happen. someone flory. One of these, one of these, not us. right. Absolutely. I, I, I want to see a Scott Flory happen to some other team.
1: Yeah, it already happened to us.
0: Yeah, like Abe Simpson. just completely in the door, out the door. Nope, this is not what I wanted.
1: And one other name that we haven't really talked about, but apparently the writers are very interested in how interested they are after spending all this money, especially on defense. I'm not sure, but Matthew Betts at defensive end. We're not hearing a lot about him, which is really interesting considering the year that he had last year. You would think that nine out of nine teams would inquire about him and we'd hear something but nothing yet. It's a little bit weird. Just that teams are very interested.
0: And he's a ratio breaker, which is even funnier.
1: Yeah. Like I, I'm
0: shocked. Maybe some teams are worried. He's still mulling NFL interest or maybe, but I, yeah, it's all, all's quiet in the bets
2: department. I don't know why. I, I wonder if some GMs aren't looking at his season as a whole and going, okay, he was super hot at the beginning of the season middle of the season, he cooled right off and had nothing going on. end of the season he lit it up again. There was a long stretch where he had, I think it was two sacks in seven games, which, by all accounts, is still decent numbers. It's not, you know, 200K a year numbers, but two sacks in seven games is still, you know six, seven sacks a year. That's not horrible. But there, there was a not a consistency issue. Like the, the effort was still. the pressures were still there. The numbers were not, and I wonder how much that's factoring into the payday he wants versus the payday he's getting offered.
1: That said, I still expect him to be off the board on Tuesday when free agency opens. So
2: (laughs) I, I, yeah, like his
0: passport (laughs) alone, someone's going to roll a Brinks truck up to his front door.
1: All you need is a guy currently on your roster like Le Corte Moore as a backup. That's all you need. The riders have that to make it work with the ratio, but Again, how much money they're willing to spend on a defensive end when the Riders have never really had an issue finding defensive ends. If he shows a huge interest in in coming here, great, bring him on. But otherwise, I think I'd pass. Well, that's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festen of Royal Page Regina Realty. Let's jump to our Church Hill Brewing Company odds and end zones. First off, Super Bowl coming up this upcoming Sunday. Don't care who wins as long as it's not the Chiefs, but if you're looking for things to get for the Super Bowl, grab yourself some Churchill Brewing Company drinks and enjoy the game responsibly. I recommend the lawnmower. That's, that's what I got going on tonight.
2: That's what it what's in my cup, too. You
1: Can know, actually, on the Navajo Bowl bus trip last year, that was the favorite amongst everybody. That was the one that we got the most uh, praise about was the lawnmower from Churchill. So just yes just yes and yep. chase yes. yep mm-hmm. perfect all right
2: <laughs> that'll play well on on uh the audio oh. format
1: Yeah, uh, the, uh, the audio format yes we're all nodding our head yes good news for you steve chris treffler is back in the cfl
0: can, can i talk about how funny it was to me that they made a giant deal about signing a quarterback too <laughs> but this is the thing
1: it's the marketability of this guy
0: massive market it's just funny like they teased they tease it coming soon and the coming soon They're was five minutes hat. later
2: like it was five minutes later they like, did, did that with all three it? of their big or their their two other big signings yeah and then they did it for the most overrated player i have ever seen in my life in the cfl i'm sorry i think i finally realized why i hate him And it happened after the signing. And I'm sorry, Chris Strebler. I'm sorry that I hate you. It's not your fault. It is your fans' fault. The amount of like over-the-top celebration about a running back at quarterback signing for your team, they paid $130,000 for a backup running back that can't throw. Yay, Winnipeg.
1: Cult heroes, man. I'm telling Uh. you. I hope oh, they sell fur
2: coats everywhere. I wish him a a healthy, long career in Winnipeg, full of misery and <laughs> losses. And I know we're about to touch on this, but Winnipeg's got
0: a lot of money locked up in their quarterbacks, running back, and leading receiver. Like, no wonder Yoshi had to go somewhere else. Like, oh, I, I cannot believe the money they're throwing around. Like, everyone's going to the Riders, the Riders, the Riders throwing around the money. The Bombers are worse than us right now
1: just a final touch on uh, JaMarcus Hardrick uh, speaking of the bombers their replacement tackle who was waiting in the wings also just retired on them today on tuesday so that's fun i can actually see them going back to JaMarcus Hardrick and making a counter offer oh i 100%. hope that doesn't happen but i can
0: see it i can see them definitely kicking the tires but like here's hoping he's like no nah, i'm good but yeah, like I said, that's what I tried saying earlier. Like there, there's a good chance this could all get pear shaped in a hurry by the end of the week. Like yeah, it's cool that we got all these names that have tendered contracts, but this could all change before next week. Especially for Jamarcus Hardrick,
2: considering the Bombers are probably like, oh crap. Yeah. So yeah, but after the team- they gave so much money to everybody, they ain't gonna have the two hundred thirty thousand dollars we offered for a a right tackle. They, there's no way they have that in the coffers.
1: Uh, you got Claros making what five hundred thousand dollars. You what have that? Oliveira over two hundred k. You have Dalton shown two thirty. You have Kenny Lawler at almost three, if not more than three. I forget you have what backups it is. making one hundred and thirty. Like that's it's a lot of money. And Nick Dembski is well over two hundred thousand as well too. And that's three, three receivers, a running back, a quarterback, and a. Taysom Hill,
0: no T- Taysom Hill actually gets paid in the NFL. Yeah.
1: Okay, well and he
0: can also throw the ball
2: occasionally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that's a lot of money locked up, and you got Willie J on on defense as well too. They ain't right? playing cheap. Adam, Adam, Big Adam Big Hill, Adam Big Hill, like the bombers good have money. a
0: lot of money yep. in very few players. Like this might and this might be the year they come back down to earth, and it's going to be. Great. This is my new Calgary. We all said Calgary's coming back to Earth. Winnipeg might be coming back to Earth.
2: Well, I, I said it a few team. days ago. That we, we talked about it last year. First of all, they were an old team last year. They're trying to bring back the same team that has lost in two straight great cups. But they're losing some of their quality to keep those those other guys happy. Now you have to assign a guy like Dalton Schoen and Brady Oliveira. You have to keep guys like that around. But some of these other signings. A Chris Strebler, for instance, they were the last team that needed a running option at quarterback. When you've got Brady Oliveira, whoever's behind him, it's almost Augustine. unnecessary. They'll, they have Augustine too. Augustine's a hard yep. runner as well, right? Like they did. That's I don't get it. I understand he's that's the only place where he where it makes sense for him to sign. I get it, but I don't get it from Winnipeg's point of view. I really don't. And I wish he would have gotten another NFL contract just so we didn't have to have this discussion. Because I know it's going to be a long year. I'm sure he's going to somehow, Caleros will get hurt. He'll come in and he'll have learned everything from the NFL and throw for 4,000 yards and I'll look like an idiot. And I will gladly eat an entire plate of crow if he has learned how to throw a football.
1: You don't need Chris Treppler to be a good quarterback to look like an idiot, Steve.
2: Yeah, don't worry about it. I I realize that. I do it naturally. But he'll just just
0: pile it on. Here's my favorite thing about Chris Streveler, and this is kind of backing you up, Steve. My favorite part about Chris Streveler is the Bombers didn't trust him enough to go win them a Grey Cup. They brought Zach Claros out of mothballs to play the best three games of his life. And that got Zach paid and Streveler a Grey Cup and a cowboy hat and a fur coat to go down in the NFL. If Matt Nichols never got hurt, Strevelution wouldn't be a thing. Zach would might be an Argo still.
1: The CFL would have a totally different landscape.
2: Mm -hmm. And I would be much, much happier.
1: (laughs) Going to some other teams, just some uh, big time free agents looking like they're going elsewhere. We mentioned Jamal Peters, defensive back, number one rated cornerback on the free agent market. Sounds like he's going to Hamilton. Also going to Hamilton from the Argos, defensive end Brandon Barlow. Do you don't know who he is? He had one hell of a year. Last year, as a rotational player, played 14 games at defensive end, nine sacks. There were rumors. I, really w- I was really
0: hope. I was really hoping he was coming here.
1: Yeah, there right. were rumors the Rodgers were kicking the tires on him, and that would have been, I would have been quite happy with that, especially with that kind of production—nine sacks and 14 games as a rotational guy. Um, well, and you knew, you know, Mace
0: was probably, Mace knew him better than anyone. So I guarantee you, Mace was like, "This guy, low key, good. We're, we want him." And. Hamilton also saw that, saw
1: that with him too. So, and officially going to Ottawa, a Darius Pickett linebacker, Sam linebacker. So it's the cover linebacker position. He was he was posting pictures of him in every single stadium, and he was just getting every fan base riled up. It was obvious he was going to be leaving Toronto. Really hoping it was going to be here, and they could and the Riders could have you know. Done something with CJ revis and move him back, or I I don't know what they would have done if they would have got Pickett as well, too. But he's going to Ottawa. Good for them, because Ottawa always wins the offseason, so this will be their big signing.
0: And the good news for Pickett is he after like Halloween and go home because not like Ottawa's gonna make the playoffs. So like it's it's fine. It's fine for him. <sighs> what I wanted to see, him, of course I wanted to see him in Ryder Green, but if Ottawa's gonna pay him the money at it just blows me away that Toronto actually released him to let him go early. He probably just said, give me my release because I'm going there. And so uh, good on Ottawa. I'm sorry. Good on Toronto. Like teams don't have to do that. No, nope. uh, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping they were going to release him And then you just would have signed with someone else. Cause I don't know if that Ottawa contract would have actually held, even though it was tendered to the league during the negotiation window. I was very curious on how that was going to work. Well,
1: from what I understand, it's the the contract that the players, or sorry, that the teams give out is a binding contract, yeah. Or it's a binding offer. It's yeah. until the player signs it, sends it back, kind of thing, right? So they could have a handshake deal in place, but until yeah. your Scott Flory name is on the on the contract, no. This is this
0: is this would be more a Sean Lemon situation when he told Ottawa he was going to the NFL and he signed with the
2: Riders like three days later. Oh, it wouldn't mean on the NFL. I, I was really hoping we were going to get—I don't know if we have any Ted Lasso fans, but I was really hoping we were going to get a Zav impersonation here, where he would come out in a press conference and announce he was signing with somebody else instead of Ottawa. That would have been absolutely brilliant. I, Who do we know? That's an avocado firm, right? You—you you love him. You would have loved him here. Obviously, we wanted him, and at the money he signed for, I'm surprised wow. he signed that quick. Yeah. Because he was right around the same money as Jameer Thurman as, as a few others. Like, there were talks of him being into the 200s, and he didn't get there. But yet, he was announced pretty quickly after the window opened as going to Ottawa. So, I mean, good on him. He, he got a good good gig out of there, and Ottawa got a, got a free agency win. Who's going right? to wear number six in Ottawa, though? What's that?
0: Who's going to wear number six in Ottawa? Everybody. Yeah, everyone apparently wears six there. You got got crumb, you got him. There's another player they just announced recently they just signed that he was wearing number six. Doesn't doesn't Drew
2: Brown wear six?
0: Well Drew Brown, sorry, yeah. So, uh, so who's wearing six? Everybody.
2: everybody says. Okay, everywhere else, everybody's leaving the six. So it's fun watching everybody leave Toronto. What happens when you're sixteen and two? Everybody hopefully wants we to. have the same problem in a few years, right? Absolutely. That's the
1: dream. Absolutely. Okay, a couple more things to get to. One really quick: the CFL announced some dates of their major off-season events, like the CFL Draft and the Global Draft. That's going to happen April thirtieth. Global Draft will be at nine a.m. Saskatchewan time, and I can't wait to see what punters are taken. Then we cannot take three punters again. That is. I hope so. We don't need go The, it, jo- the that's joke the is funny.
0: We we need to find our Tiendrakinsen. Like we ne- we need yes. to find that special teamer. I don't care if they're German, French, Mexican. Like, we need to find a guy that actually can play. Yeah. I don't even know who our, glo- oh, who is there going to be our global this year? Is it not Habakkuk Baldonado?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, no, I, for- I, I, forgot, I forgot Habakkuk. I forgot about good old Habakkuk. How could you forget the glorious name of, of Habakkuk Baldonado? Just don't get his jersey, Steve. I won't. I'm already getting a roulette.
1: Don't you
0: dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you been, dare! Do no, I haven't eat.
2: tested the curse in a while. Do I not! I like know Kyle's where you
1: thing. live. Do not! I Kyle know where you live. Him. Yeah. Do not do this to us, okay, Steve? Please.
2: I'll I'll let him have his time in Saskatchewan.
1: And then the CFL draft, of course, the same night, six o'clock. Rookie camps open May eighth. Training camps officially open on May twelfth, and training camps end on June the first. So that's official from the league for those dates. And it says here, so Steve wanted us to remind him <laughs> that he has nice words for genius. I can only assume, assume this is genius sports.
0: They got their who... stats better. They fixed their stats.
1: Randy Ambrosi was on this show talking about how genius has done great work and finally got stats page and everything going up. So Steve, you guys let's think hear you're good, a couple of the nice words you? for genius sports?
2: Well, we 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 are yeah. So, so or do you want to talk about that? As somebody who has no history of autocorrects ever in his life, I meant to say, remind me to tell you about Braden Lennius. And somehow that turned into, remind me to tell you about Genius. And they wrecked. So here we are.
1: So are you today, saying he isn't yeah, smart? Are, are,
2: are yeah. You, are, are you doubting the uh, intelligence of uh, Braden Lenius? No, especially if he listens to the show. Heck no. So, so the, you know how they, the teams send around players all offseason. They'll go to schools. They'll go to whatever. They happened to be at my kids' school today. And it was today, it was Braden Lenny. And he met my daughter, my son, and I think my youngest son met him as well. But Scarlett, I got to meet him and chatted with him for a minute. And he says, You play for the writer. My dad does a podcast about the writer. He goes, Oh, what's that? Goes, the Piffles podcast. Do you listen? And apparently, Braden Lennius is an avid listener to the Piffles podcast. So I wanted get to give Braden a shout out. Why? Uh... Braden, why? <laughs> That's what I said. Now, I'm hoping it wasn't just to make my daughter happy, but if it was hundred percent, it was, you'll deserve the shout out, but Brayden, if you're listening, the game. yeah, thanks for tuning in and we all wish you a, a good 2024 season. We're, we're rooting for you.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, go-
0: I'm not going, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of hope that story would have been Braden going, wait a second. Is your dad the loud one? The one who thinks he's funny or the guy <laughs> that has the tech problems all the time.
1: Kind of all the same. Yeah, person, so that is. yes, Yeah. 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 <laughs> Braden, if you are listening, or watching, slide into the Pivotal's DMs, okay? We got to chat. No. And that'll also prove to see whether you're actually listening or
0: not. <laughs> 100% you he li- he lied to Scarlett. I'm, I'm putting that out there right now. I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not faulting Martin the to. guy.
2: You, you, you make the kid's day good, but I, I guarantee he's lying. Nothing makes a kid's life better than knowing that they listen to their dad's podcast. That's the way to buy That
0: would childhood. bring our listenership up to eight, and I, I don't think it. I don't think it's the case.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. After free agency, once things kind of die down on the on the PR side of things for Ariel's, their communications manager for the Riders, I'll reach out to her and see if we can get Braden on the show, and then we can grill him yeah. here.
2: <laughs> Did you lie to a little girl? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if his response is what show, then we know the truth.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: Oh, actually, one thing we should probably mention: Are we are we wrapping up here? Pretty close. Yes. Uh, thank the listeners, hundred thousand yeah. on Podbean. Like, like we joke about the six and seven and eight, whatever. But blown away. Like,
1: yeah, hundred thousand. When that, that well, hundred thousand downloads just on Podbean alone doesn't count. Sastel Max doesn't count. Tube our doesn't count. YouTube. YouTube. SoundCloud the in the early days. SoundCloud. We'd have to dig back and see what SoundCloud numbers are. Cause I know we posted something when it hit a milestone number. I don't remember what it was. That was years ago, but yeah, it's the support we're getting is, is astonishing to me. I, I, I don't get it, but we do appreciate it. Every single one of us. And we're just, we're fans just like you. We pay for it. I say this all the time. Like
0: yeah, I, I say this all the time. It's like, I feel like sometimes it feels like we're just shouting into the void. Cause. Most of the time. That that and that and that's the way Rider Nation is. We're all just fans and we all have an opinion and my opinion's not better than yours. My opinion's not better than Steve. Well, we pay my opinion's better than but Yeah. But we're here because we love the team and the passion that other fans have shown for this team, even to listen to us three meatballs. Like podcasting isn't for everybody. So I am just glad I'm glad I can do it with you too and I'm glad people listen. I'm glad we're on Sastel Max. I'm glad we're on YouTube. It's it, it's fun. And
2: we as Rider Nation we suffer together, I guess, and hopefully we can celebrate together too. It's been a long time since we've had a, a season to really celebrate and to have the the amount of listens that we do through what has been two god awful seasons or at least god awful second halves of the season. And for the listeners to to allow us to do what we do in the community and with our events, none of that happens. If people don't tune into this show, that's, that's the start of it. If we, if this doesn't exist, all the other stuff that we do doesn't happen. So thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting, tweeting, whatever it is, interacting in any way. We appreciate it. Haters too. You know what? You're part of what keeps us going. We, we I will those... not take your pity follows, but I'll gladly <laughs> take your spike listens. <laughs> Absolutely. All the spite listens, but like, I, we're we not everybody's going to love what we do and that's that's fine with me too i want it, i want the haters it means that you're pushing boundaries you're doing it you're doing it right if everybody loves what you're saying and what you're doing you're holding back and i don't think we do
1: i i, I feel all emotional now what, what do i do <laughs> with this i think we just end the show there <laughs> next week we'll talk all free agency. We'll have the first couple of days of free agency under our belt when we do the show. So we'll know for sure. We'll give some, some grades to Corey Mace and Jeremy O'Day with their, their work. And we'll see who else the rider sign. It should be, should be a fun week with the rest of the, the Ed Hervey tampering window and the start of free agency next week. So looking forward to it and just talking more rider football. Thanks again for joining us, watching on YouTube, SassTel TV Max On Demand. Listening wherever you find your, your podcast. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks. Always go out to Kathy Festian of Royal LePage Regina Realty. And of course, Churchill Brewing Company for their support making the show possible. This is Tyler Gilbert. You know how it ends. Ghosts behind your mind.